Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Jason Momoa. I'm Jason Momoa. Were you going to say the same joke so we both geared up for it? Yes. Oh, well, I'm Andrew. Well, I'm Kelly. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. We really set ourselves up for failure here. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. I mean, we just came in going at like 90 miles per hour and then hit a wall and did not successfully breach the wall. Well, let's breach this wall right now. Breach it. Breach it like Jason Momoa. Yep. Are, are you going to breach it? I thought you were breaching it. See, I make our Google Sheets and we, we put things in order. Little did I know, I'm an idiot and I forgot <laughs> what my own labels meant. I was intended to breach the wall, and I asked Kelly to do it, <laughs> hence our confusion. And I think we could really use our special guest star, Jason Momoa, to get us back on course. Mr. Momoa, take it away. I don't know what Jason Momoa sounds like. I can't do an impression. He's just got like a really deep voice. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Jason Momoa. That this was okay. Is, is it? What, what was What quality should I change about it? Was that a little too raspy? Yeah, too raspy. <clears throat> hey, everybody. It's it's still raspy. I think I just had a long yeah. day. Hey, everybody. <laughs> nah, it's Jason. That's fine. Jason Momoa just left. See ya, Jason. He didn't want to. He didn't feel like talking today. I get it. Um, he's probably going to film for his new film, uh, created by Warner Brothers, the Minecraft movie. Uh, Jason Momoa is set to star in the upcoming Warner Brothers production of the Minecraft movie. Uh, Jason Momoa is set to star in Napoleon Dynamite director's Jared Hess. Wait. Napoleon Dynamite's director, Jason Hess's. Jared. Sorry, Jason Momoa, <laughs> Jared Hess. Oh Listen, it's bit. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Are you ready? Uh-huh. From Warner Brothers comes a new film starring Jason Momoa and directed by Napoleon Dynamite filmmaker Jared Hess. The Minecraft movie. Did I get every detail there? Yes, I think so. Anyway, are you excited for the Minecraft movie starring Jason Momoa? No. Maybe. Thanks, everybody. This has been talking... <laughs> No, no, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. If, if, I, couldn't, <laughs> if I couldn't go to, if I, if Aquaman couldn't do it, I don't think Minecraft is going to do it for me. I, I love looking at Jason Momoa, but that only goes so far. I, I don't think you're going to get to look at him in the Minecraft movie, Kelly. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're going to look at a blocky make, person. Yeah, you don't think they'll make like a... <laughs> I actually like I envisioned it in my head as like <laughs> they're in a Minecraft world, but everybody just looks like regular people. Like Jason Momoa just got dropped. It's like the reverse of the Sonic movie where everything's realistic except Sonic. But in this one, it's everything's Minecraft except Jason Momoa. Yes. That would be really, really funny. And that's probably the only way they could make this movie in a way that would make me want to watch it. This movie is very interesting to me because there are other people on this cast First of all, it's being made by the same who directed Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, which, I think I said that in one of my many attempts. <laughs> which, let's just be clear, not 
the most cohesive movie, but it's very fun to watch, especially when you're like 12 years old and nothing means anything and you laugh at things in the movie. I haven't laughed at anything in a movie in decades. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, that was probably the last time I laughed at a movie. Oh, okay. Well, see, that bodes well. And then (laughs) Sean Levy. Who is Sean Levy? You know who Sean Levy is. No. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, it's Sean Levy. Are you thinking of of Dan Le- Eugene Levy or Dan Levy? Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought Sean Levy was the young man from that show. Are we allowed to say the name of that show? Yeah. Say it. Schitt's Creek. Whoa, whoa. Uh, well, rolling the FCC. Well, okay, 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 okay. Starring okay. Sean Levy. I'm sorry, Dan Levy. He is. He is related. He's he's related to them. Everybody's related to the Levies in some is way. Is he the? He's. Uh, oh, he is an actor. Okay, 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 okay. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. Back on track. Are you excited for the Minecraft movie or not? No. Are there any movies you're excited for based on video game properties? No. I, the last movie I was excited for was not based on video game properties. So there's no upcoming freshly announced ones that get you excited. Not really. But this makes the transition a lot harder. (laughs) I really set you up. I put the baseball on the T holder, the the holder. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, here's your bat. And you said, thanks. And then you went and got lunch instead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, in other movie video game news, because that's there has to be at least one per episode. Apparently. Of this podcast. Um, uh, Sony and PlayStation Productions are planning a film adaptation of the video game Ghost of Tsushima. Um directed or I'm sorry written by Takashi Dosher Dosher I don't know how to say his last name um it's still in very early development and they want the guy who made John Wick to direct the movie um that's kind of it I mean there's a lot of like producer credits and stuff like this um, but nothing of note so far because it's super, super early in production, like pre-production, not even. Um, ah. Listen. 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 I'm listening. I loved Ghost of Tsushima. I think it was a great video game. But I think some of its cinematic influences came through rather hollow uh, I think the Kurosawa influences were cool, but it lacked the soul. It was more so just a stylistic thing. And that didn't hurt it too bad because the actual game itself was very enjoyable. As a video game is able, like, video games with moderate, moderately enjoyable stories can still be wonderful if the gameplay is fantastic. And that's how I feel Ghost of Tsushima turned out. But if you take the gameplay out and turn it into a movie... Aren't you just making like a B tier Akira Kurosawa Samurai movie? 
Yeah, I this, feel like it's been distilled too much. Like the video game was was the game itself took a lot of inspiration from the movies, right? And exactly. it's it was supposed to play out like a movie. So let's flip it around and make it a movie again. It just seems like it's there's uncharted. a lot of steps there when you could really just go back and watch, you know, like a Kurosawa film. It's uncharted all over again. Where uncharted kind of boiled down Indiana Jones and then turned it into a video game format. So turning it back into a movie format just turns it into like off-brand Indiana Jones. This right. is just going to be an off-brand Kurosawa movie, and right. that's confusing. Weird pick. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I quite get it. I feel I like Horizon would be like the more interesting of their properties because it'd be like this wild, bombastic action movie, and it's based on nothing. Yeah. What do I? I know? feel like Horizon. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting what what this what PlayStation's doing. I mean, I guess you've got like the Halo show, but I can't think of any other like Microsoft properties. No. Right. Nah. They're not making movies, so what's going on? Why is PlayStation doing this now? I guess it's, like, it's because Sony has Sony Pictures, so it's probably a lot easier to kind of hop over the pond. That's true. They just and toss they the rock across think the they pond. Can, they want to use that studio. I mean, they want to use Sony Pictures because they don't have a whole lot going on right now. Probably. Except for Morbius. Yeah. That's a great movie. I'm so happy <laughs> I reviewed that on last week's episode. Me too. I'm glad we got to talk about Morbius. Yeah. It's my favorite video game movie. Uh, Kelly, I've been waiting to play The Witcher 3 for a while. <laughs> and I've said on this show probably like four or five times. <laughs> I didn't even say the story, Kelly. You're spoiling it. People know it's, it's going to be no, funny now. It's just... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, I've been waiting to play The Witcher 3 until it gets ported to current gen. Um... And it was supposed to come out this quarter. So April, May, June. We are in April now. And CD Projekt Red gave us some wonderful news. Or uh, gave us some not so wonderful news. It has been delayed with no release date in sight. <laughs> Stop laughing. This sucks. I'm sorry. It's not funny. But it is. But it's not. It's not funny. Then why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's it's a little bit funny. Ugh, it is funny. <laughs> I know it's funny, but like I'm just I'm just so tired. It's sad. It's sad. It's not it's not funny. It's sad. I think it is one of those things that it's like there's a lot of PR talk going around. Um, but I think them just plainly being like, uh, "We're postponing it until further notice." <sighs> It's like, what? It's not even a game. It's just an upgrade. What are they wonder, doing to it that's taking this long? Well, I wonder if maybe, and this is why they haven't really said anything, but it says here um, that it was being made by Saber Interactive, which yeah. is a Russian studio. And now it's back in-house. Yeah. Oh, it's so a wonder, Russian studio. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe there was just some... And now that it's being made in-house, they're like, oh, we were oh. working on Cyberpunk. And now we have to work on The Witcher as well. Yeah. And they did say that the vast majority of CD Projekt Red is currently working on 
a little something else. Right. This is this is not funny. This is sad. Um, well, are they working on anything else? Or is there anything else that's totally coming out very soon? Um, <laughs> a little expansion for a little game called Cyberpunk is now slated to be released in 2023. Um, this is kind of interesting as a whole. Um, I don't feel particularly burned by this news. It's more peculiar than anything. Yeah, it seems, you know, they set this roadmap out and then they totally whiffed it. But it's also like, my thoughts on it are that there's a they've been doing a lot with this game, especially with the last, not the last patch, but the one before it. The one that kinda, brought us to current gen. Yeah. When they say expansion, to me, that sounds like really in-depth. It almost sounds like a pseudo-sequel at this point. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily sound like a DL, like just a simple DLC. It, it sounds like... Um, I can't even think of anything comparable. I, I guess my only comparison in my brain is in uh, Dragon Age Origins has an expansion called Dragon Age Awakening. And that is like an, it's like a, it's like a whole adventure. I mean, you get new companions, new location. It's like a whole other game. It's shorter, but it's like a whole separate campaign. So when I hear expansion, that's kind of what I think. It reminds not- me in terminology of like, Uncharted The Lost Legacy and how that was being set up. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I hear as well. I think it is interesting. I appreciate their transparency. But I also think that they need to be very careful when they announce things very early. Yep. (laughs) Um... But I, I, I think that this is a unique situation because people probably aren't as hyped. I mean, obviously, people are not as hyped for this game anymore. And obviously, it will never be to the level that it was no. before the game came out. But like I said, I just think these game companies, particularly CD Projekt Red, need to be really, really careful when they announce things early. Well, the other thing here is that this came in tandem with the a sales figure being announced. Because Cyberpunk reached 18 million sales, which sounds incredibly impressive. It is incredibly impressive in a vacuum. Um, but something to take note of here that's really quite wild is that 14 million of those were in the opening weeks. Opening few weeks, they sold 14 million copies. Mm-hmm. And that was what? Coming up on two years ago now? One and a half years yeah. ago? Yeah. That means in the first few weeks, they sold 14 million, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But then in a year and a half following, they only sold four. It really does show that this the launch of this game kind of left a stain on, yeah. on the product. Yeah, definitely. So they really need to space, spray some resolve and soak it with a wet towel to get that stain out. <laughs> they need to... They need to find hope. <gasps> three of them? Yes. Fire Emblem <laughs> Warriors, three hopes, got a new gameplay trailer this week. 
showed off some new playable characters, including a certain pink-haired Hilda that Kelly's been waiting for. Hilda, Hilda. And a new protagonist named Shez. It can be either a male-presenting or female-presenting character. And an implication that the Byleth that we knew in Fire Emblem Three Houses, the green-haired protagonist that you could rename, is actually the Ashen Demon, the villain of this game. Uh, I am really confused what this game exactly is, even more so now than I was before, because it did confirm that you have story choices to make. I kind of thought this would be like a golden root situation where there's only one path to pick, but alas, not only are there three paths, you're not even playing as the same character as the original game. So, Kelly, we're both big fans of this game. Uh, I think your hour counts a lot higher, though, of three houses. How are you feeling now that we've kind of seen a little bit more of what this game entails plot-wise? Because the gameplay was not crazy different from last time. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's an interesting idea. It's something that I think a lot of Fire, Emblem, Fire Emblems have played with, is like having your protagonist be, have like a dark side. I mean, that was a plot point in Awakening. It was a plot point in... Um, uh, Fates. Fates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it never really... It, it never really was a point in Three Houses. So I think it's kind of interesting that they're doing this now. Um, I, I'm, I have no interest in the Warriors games. I just It looks just like a bunch of like eye boogers to me, just like Ugh, mush. I like, love these eye boogers. Like screen mush. But I will say, I <laughs> it's it, it does seem to hold a lot of like um, respect and a lot of like carryover from the games itself, from the games themselves. Yeah. Um, a lot of the little like uh, plot points and the way the characters look, it just seems very like, Loving. like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, that reminds me of the, because Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity came out, which was a direct prequel to Breath of the Wild. And like the love and care put into translating basically every little element they could from Breath of the Wild was really nice and incredible. Like, UI, sound effects, all that kind of stuff. And this game is doing that very much. It is translating a lot of interesting mechanics, like partnering and, like, like the way that battles uh, flow. Even if it is a warrior style, it's definitely inspired by Three Houses. Yeah. And it has all the pretty sound effects. I, yeah. I'm excited to see... <laughs> I'm excited to see Claude. Um, that's I love I love him so much. It's not even funny. It's not funny. We're it's, not laughing. No, it's funny. We um, I'm excited to see more Claude cutscenes. I'm excited to it looks like they're introducing some characters that we only heard about in the games. Um, like Hilda's brother and um uh, who else? I can't remember. So I there have seems a... to be in. A, there seems to be maybe a relative of Claude's. Yeah, I saw um, that. It's gonna be kind of cool to see the characters that we never got to see in the proper game. To me, honestly, I watched this trailer and I'm like, I kind of want to go play Three Houses again, and pick the Golden Deer again. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they want you to do is get interested. Yeah. Um, I also like that you can pick Byleth's form. Yeah, that's cool since um, they're not in a character. There's not like a canon Byleth in this route, in this game. Because to me, Byleth will always be. What's, what is it to you? To me, Byleth is always a lady. I agree. Or femme presenting, but... I she's just I love her I just I just love I, she's just better I'm sorry I love to look at her I love her character you can cut this out her boobs are huge I'm not cutting that out <laughs> there's a part in the trailer where she's like they're like looking up at her and it's like she's like <laughs> just, just two giant boobs and then a little bit of her face <laughs> like, I'm not geez. cutting that why would I cut that is inappropriate. But anyway. I have two things. One okay. is a comment, one's a question. Which one do you want first? Uh comment. Uh I like both designs for Chez, which is a problem. Because with three houses it was like definitive, like, oh, female Byleth for sure. No doubt. But now I like both and I don't know which to pick. It's gonna be hard. I wonder if they'll let you do the same thing with Fire Emblem, like pair up the characters. I guess we'll find out. Um, if I get another chance to marry Claude. You will. Maybe. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. It's over. It's over. I buy him a game. Day one. I'll Pre-order. let you know. Okay. And then <laughs> I have a question. question? Uh, so the Ashen Wolves. Yeah. But but now, but now Byleth's called the Ashen Demon. Related? Question mark. You would know yeah. better than I, so I'm asking you legitimately. Well, well, there Without was a lot. Without too much. There was a lot. What, you never played the Three Houses DLC? No. I might have to play it before this. We'll see if I have time. There was um, there was a lot of backstory about Byleth's mother. Oh. Um, And that's all I'm going to say. So I, I think maybe there might be some relation there. But it would I'll be cool if we got to see the Ashen Wolves in this game but maybe they're gonna do dlc again oh that would make a lot of sense actually because there's one ashen wolf wolf that i really like his name is balthus he's big he's beefy he's kind of stupid it's kind of like me <laughs> well i'm one of, i'm stupid, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> i'm at least stupid big and beefy are debatable you know what else i noticed and this is my last thing about Fire Emblem. Well, I don't know why you're, I can, you're... I could spend forever to talk this about This is it. a podcast about talking about video games. I think you're allowed to talk as much as you want. I really liked... This is a very small detail. And the girls that know, know. Um, Hilda's hair kind of looks like Marianne's now. Oh. And I'm like, are you guys... Are, you, are we finally going to commit? Are we finally going to commit to this? Can we commit to this, please? <laughs> Um, no, I just thought it was cute because, you know, I really like those two characters. I like them together. I like their dynamics. So even though it's not, you know, a, a direct replica, it, it definitely, to me, looks like a little bit inspired. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what this game's going to hold because especially with this new trailer, this new trailer makes it look a lot more substantial than the first did. Yeah. And there's like other characters. It's not just um, Claude and Dimitri and Edelgard. There's like yeah. Mercedes was there. It's going to be a big playable cast, Lens. which is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Hilda. 
my girl my girl <laughs> um anyway moving on from fire emblem as much as we could both talk about it for, for a long time um bandai namco appears to be working with nintendo oh yeah um to give an unnamed game quote unquote a remaster a full hd overhaul um this is based on job listings so all right what's it gonna be kelly there's really not uh, a lot to discuss i just want to i just want to speculate what's what do you want number one hope oh that's okay it's just i don't know number one a nintendo game for a remaster yeah i have mine but i want to know yours i really don't know nothing maybe like um, it would be cool if they did like Paper Mario, but I don't know why they would do. Why would they That's need Bandai Namco for that? I just love. I loved, um, Super Paper Mario, and I loved Thousand Year Door. I would like Thousand Year Door remaster for sure, like a full. Like just do them all. I th- there's only like three Paper Marios, isn't there? Maybe there's four. Oh, before HD, I was like, there's like seven. No, there's six. There's Paper Mario, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario, um, or Super Paper Mario, I should say. Paper Mario Sticker Star, Paper Mario Color Splash, Paper Mario Origami King. There are six of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're obviously about... Color Splash is a Wii U game that's HD okay. already, and then I don't think Sticker Star would make any sense, so we'll see. Well, I don't think it's likely, but what's no. your guess? Not guess, because I have no earthly idea, but my hope is Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh, because I think it's I think it's about time for that game to return, and I think a remaster would probably make a bit more sense than a new one. That would make sense because that did a really really good job of bringing like the franchise back to the public eye, so you know they could bring it back to the public eye again. Okay, I see you. I see your vision, and I just I like really that want answer a better than mine. I really want a Kid Icarus game. I think it's been the fact that. Uprising came out and brought that series back in such an awesome way. And then the series just went back to sleep. And I'm like, come back. You just woke up. <laughs> you know, it's like when my cat wakes up and he like looks at me and I'm like, oh, good morning. And then he just walks upstairs and I'm like, oh, I thought we were going <laughs> to hang out. He's like, no, I'm going to sleep by myself again. We'll see. Hopefully we see whatever this is sooner rather than later, because that sounds really I, I trust Bandai a lot and they could make something really, really cool. Yeah. Um, something that Nintendo will be releasing sooner than that Bandai Namco remaster, though, is a recently announced game, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. We got a new trailer, very meaty one, three minutes of story content and some new gameplay, including massive six-person party battles, which is a lot of people in one party. Uh, me and Kelly were watching the trailer together before the show because neither of us were able to during the day. And oh my goodness, the UI is uh, it's busy. <laughs> it's good. It's not bad. It's just there's a lot to keep track of for sure. Um, I think it looks really lovely. I'm excited by this game. And we got the very, very surprising news that this game is not coming out in September. As previously announced, it is coming out July 29th. So this game got pushed up about a month and a half, two months. This, I'm, I thought this was a mistake. I legitimately saw the news and I was like, oh, typo. That's, they meant to type September 29th. 
but nope, it's coming out July 29th. This game got pushed up. Kelly, a game got pushed up. That's crazy, man. We don't get to talk about that ever. We've we only literally ever... never have talked about that. I can't even remember the last time. Is there a game you can think of that had its release date pushed up? No. I never. literally cannot remember one right now. There, one of the characters in this trailer looks like the main character from Shin Megami Tensei Three. Ooh, that's a good. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a good thing. So. That's interesting. Yeah, sorry, I was just distracted. I have never heard of a game being pushed up. It makes me wonder why. I'm probably not going to play this game because it is there's a lot going on and it like hurts my brain a little bit to look at the screen and I also have never played a Xenoblade game. <laughs> there's actually like a lot of reasons. But <laughs> it it's really cool that you know Xenoblade fans will be able to play this game earlier than expected. It makes me wonder if maybe Nintendo's got something like really big geared up for the last chunk of the year because why else would they push it up i i understand your thinking but i don't want anybody to get their hopes up for anything i mean it's fun this year is so busy already it's like there's two major releases in june with fire emblem and mario soccer and now there's a big one in july there's arguably a big one in april that being nintendo switch sports Definitely an argument. Would you argue that? No, I wouldn't argue. People <laughs> could argue that. I personally would not. <laughs> uh, and then, what, Splatoon 3 might come out as early as August? Or maybe, okay, here's a thought. What if Splatoon 3 is going to be coming out in September and they didn't want them to fight each other, you know? It's just crazy. Right. Like, how did... Uh, they never do this. How did they not know that July was going to be the release window? And then... I don't know what to say. I'm like babbling here because I'm just don't know how to respond to a game having its release date moved up. I didn't know that yeah. was an option in 2022. Nor did I. I uh, I'm excited. I have been wanting to play this and I think it looks way better in this trailer than in the reveal trailer and we actually got to see gameplay which is really cool. Are you excited? No. I'm excited for you. I don't I'm not going to play it, but I'm excited. All right, fine. <laughs> See, I'm trying to do research to find out games that have had their release dates pushed up, and every every single article is about delays. Yeah. I've never heard of a video game company doing that. I've heard of games coming out sooner than expected, and the only thing I can think of in that regard is like... um. Fallout 4, which that's was announced like at E3 a quick and then turnaround. released in October. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I've never heard of a game saying its release date is going to be in September and then being like, just kidding, it's going to be in July. The other crazy thing is that means that the last Direct announced like a whole litany of things for May and or for June and July now. That's insane. That Direct, this retroactively makes that last Direct even better. Right. Sorry I babbled so much, everybody. It's just such strange news. It's good. It's very exciting. I'm just, I don't even know what to think about it. Yeah, it's its its kind of hard to, like, really understand the implications of the news. Wrap my pee brain around it. Till we see it, yeah. Your pee-pee brain. <laughs> 
Sorry. I take it back. I'm going to. It's like, you know, it's, it's a dichotomy wanting to <laughs> cut that because I'm tangentially humiliated <laughs> and wanting to leave it because I want you to be humiliated. What's humiliating about me calling you a pee-pee brick? <laughs> Kelly, stop saying it. <laughs> stop. You need to like walk around with a tape recorder and then listen to yourself later so you understand what you're saying. I guess you're literally recording yourself right now. So stop. <laughs> stop. Don't say it again. Stop. I hear you gearing up and I don't want it. Just read the next story and never say what you said ever I... again. <laughs> I <laughs> You already talked about boobs this show and now you're talking about that brain. I'm stop. I'm not saying like stop. <laughs> stop. There is no defending yourself. I'm talking about something different. You, your, you are in the gutter. Your brain's in the gutter. Kelly, you talked about Bylaz boobs for like three full minutes because earlier. Because they're huge. <laughs> I can't talk about anything else. They're all I can see. <laughs> then oh. what am I supposed to do? Not talk about them? <laughs> it's a minute for each boob. And then an extra minute for both boobs. Uh, it's so warm in this closet. <laughs> I'm boiling in here. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want to know the next news story? <laughs> I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So, you know, uh, Amy Hennig, she used to work at Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. um, and then she... Uh, and then she made this uh, Skydance New Media, um, and then, and then she left, and that was with EA and Naughty Dog. And then she left uh, in twenty eighteen. Um, well, apparently, this this video game studio, which is, uh, I guess, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if this is, this is not um, EA affiliated anymore. The Skydance New Media Studio is making a Star Wars game. <laughs> a richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story in the legendary Star Wars galaxy. Okay. And you know what's funny? Is she told Eurogamer, she said, I'm not doing anything Star Wars, like in 2018 when she left. Well, lo and behold, she's working on Star Wars. What? This, was she working on 1313 or was she working on another unnamed project? It was, I think it was just another unnamed project. Yeah. So just to, I, I just did some speedy research. There was, she was working on a, uh, a, a game, a Star Wars game with Visceral, who was shuttered by EA. It's the Dead Space Studio. Mm. Um, and that got canceled in 2018. And then she left shortly after. I don't want to say anything rude. She's an incredibly talented creator. But I think she might be cursed. <laughs> so I wouldn't put money on this game coming out. Because she has kind of just... has She's not released anything since Uncharted 3 when she departed, right? Yeah, it it seems to me like the un, the un, the Star Wars market is exploding in a bad way. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think we need a cinematic narrative-driven Star Wars game if that void is already being filled by a David Cage Star Wars game. Sorry, a Quantic Dream Star Wars game. Yeah, I just double. I just wanted to confirm she has not directed anything since Uncharted Three released in two thousand eleven. Yeah, she's written on two games. She wrote on Battlefield Hardline, which is really not what I expected. And then she wrote on the upcoming Forspoken, which we did know about. Yes. But she doesn't direct. She's probably a great director, but might not be the most intelligent manager. Or she just picks really bad bosses, which is possible since she moved to EA. I don't know. I just don't want to get my hopes up because this really might not be. This might not come out. I have not I have not a care in the world for a Star Wars game. That's I, all I have to say about it. Unless it's the um Knights of the Old Republic. There's one game maybe. I have some interest in, but maybe we'll save that for later. Oh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's actually very, very relevant this week. But before we get into it, we would like to welcome back again this week. A very exciting word from our co-sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Sentry, a new esports organization from Pittsburgh. Their team runs tournaments for Smash and other video games. And you can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pgh sentry. That's p-g-h-s-e-n-t-r-y. Or go to their website, S-M-A-K. S-E-N-T-R-Y dot G-G. That's smackcentry.gg to find more info about attending or viewing their content. Uh, thank you so much again for your continued support. Um, we appreciate you. I'm looking forward to a continuation of this really exciting budding relationship. And I'm glad that we can both kind of work together and grow our audiences in tandem because, you know, we have so much in common. It makes sense. Right. We love their content. We play video games. They might like our content. We definitely love theirs, but I cannot, you know, they're not on right now. I'm not <laughs> going to say that they, they might not love ours. I won't, sp- I won't speak for them. No, they might, but maybe I'll say something about Kana Bridge of Spirits and they'll get really mad. Maybe. It's possible. So sorry, Sentry, if, if I make you mad about <laughs> Kana Bridge of Spirits. Please, please reach out to me. My email is. <clears throat> um, beep. Yeah, what's my email? Beep. Dot beep at gmail dot beep. <laughs> at gmail. <laughs> gmail dot beep. I think the gmail dot com is okay, Kelly. Okay. Do you play anything this week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it anything new? No, I'm actually stuck, you guys. I'm stuck in Elden Ring. Ooh, who are you stuck on? Commander Nile. Oh, wasn't that what you were stuck on last week? No, was it? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was. You had just gotten there last week, and I think you, I think you did not say the name of the boss on the show. But I'm kind of stuck on the fire giant, but I haven't really tried fighting him. I've only fought him like twice and gotten my gotten whooped on but i've been fighting commander nile having a really hard time with it i've been using people like summoning other players that's how desperate i am and wouldn't you know it 
They keep getting killed too. So I've resorted help. to cheese. Why can't I help? Well, you're always welcome to help. I play it I, I play it at weird hours though. But you're always welcome to help. But I've been I've resorted to cheese, which is not good, but I can't help myself. Swiss or pepper jack? Pepper jack. What do you do to cheese? Commander okay. Nile. Okay. So there's like a little there's a part across from his arena, right? Uh huh. Where you can stand up on a rock on the ledge and then you line up your arrow with one of the little holes in the like uh garrison or whatever. Yeah. You line up your arrow you take a bow and arrow and you line it up and then you shoot through it. And if you get it just in the right spot, you can hit him. Uh huh. And you'll see his health bar. And it'll like slowly go down, go down. So I would recommend if you're cheesing in this way to use the the blood blood bone arrows because those can activate bleed. Make sure they're fletched because you need them to go far distance. And then, you know, you can get his health down, whatever, and then you can enter the boss arena and his health will be down. It'll stay down and then you can kill him. Can you not kill him from outside the boss arena? I think you can, but... I have not. I also haven't. I've only did that once and then I ran out of arrows because I spent most of it hitting the wrong circle, hitting the wrong little hole in the wall and not hitting him. Sad. (laughs) So I ran out of arrows. So I kind of have to, you know, give it another go with more arrows. Yeah. I have to either go buy more arrows or unfortunately I might have to craft more arrows. And I don't know if you know this, but to craft more arrows, you need thin beast bones and thin beast bones require a lot of innocent animal killing. Yeah, that's a no-go. I'd, so. rather, I'd rather you suffer playing Elden Ring than that. Right. So my thinking is maybe I'll just like grind really hard and then go fight him because he is so, so hard. I have not struggled with a boss in this way. Even like Margit was I could deal with. This I is like on another level. You might have just come at the wrong time. I don't know. I don't know because everybody says I'm the recommended um, level for the help. area. That doesn't mean anything. People I are know. stupid. They don't I know how to play video games. I know. But anyway, if you want to help, you can. But I just don't know. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, once the summons are gone, I can do it. But I waste so much of my resources getting rid of his summons that it by the point by the time that they're dead, I like don't have any heals. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I'll I kind of just have to figure it out. <clears throat> I'll try to help. I don't really want to cheese it. <laughs> I have cheesed a few bosses though. I will say, I cheesed a smaller boss down in the deep root depths um, because I could hit him with my bow. Yeah. From on top of a building. And I actually think that's the only boss I've cheesed. Well, then it sounds like you're really talented. (laughs) Thanks. I do like my cheese, though. I'm not ashamed of using it. I now am really in the mood to eat some cheese, so I wish we would move on from that. I know. I have cheese it. Here, you want some? I was really hoping you were going to shake them. Uh, Yeah, but that they don't sound satisfying at all. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Does it say ASMR. Minecraft on the back of that box? Yeah, you can get 350 mine coins and <gasps> build for better if you buy any participating Kellogg's products between 328 through 721. Oh you my have to god! Take a picture of your receipt and upload it to 
um, this website, and then you have to, um, and then you get 350 mine coins. That's freaking crazy, man. That's freaking crazy, dude. Look at all this Minecraft. Anytime I hear the word Minecraft now, I think of that Jason dumb. Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That dumb what? It's, it's not dumb. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> there's like a mine. Uh, <laughs> there's a song uh, Doja Cat does, um, where she, it's um, you might have to, uh, you might have to edit the name of the song. It's called Nintendo. I'm not gonna edit that out. <laughs> and she's like, she mentions Minecraft in the song. Look it up, people, if you are willing to listen to some obscene content. It's obscene, right? It's it's. It's it's very interesting. It's just about video games. Um, she has a lot of references uh, to games such as Spyro, um, Super Smash Brothers, Minecraft, um, Halo, Sonic. Is it explicit though? It's very explicit. Okay, you hadn't confirmed yet. I didn't want to send people off to their doom. Okay, sorry. Very distracted. Andrew, what did you play this week? Oh my god, I played so much, Kelly. I Can played you... five different video games. Ooh. That sounded like a bird. I played Ooh. Kana Bridge of Spirits on the PlayStation 5. I will have more impressions later because I've kind of just, just scratched the surface of the game. But what I can say right from the get-go is the cutscenes in this game are some of the most beautiful creations I've ever seen in video games. They are graphically and artistically profoundly good. It is unbelievable how pretty the cutscenes in this game are. The game is quite pretty as well, but the cutscenes are just a whole other level. Again, I'm planning to play more, so tune in later to see some impressions of that. I also started Triangle Strategy on the Switch. That game is beautiful in a very different way. It's the 2D HD team, so it looks like Octopath with pixel art in 3D settings. I'm enjoying what I've played so far. The gameplay has some interesting mechanics, so I kind of got to learn those quirks. But I like the art style. I think the music is really nice. The voice acting is pretty good. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that. And then the last game that I played a tiny bit of was Final Fantasy Origins Stranger of Paradise, also on PlayStation 5. This game is weird. I don't think it's real. I think it's a fever dream. I think it's made up. It's not real. It doesn't exist. It's fake. Wow. It's too weird to be real. Why do you say that? The writing is just words, like random words and they just like put it through like a a grammar corrector and they were like okay <laughs> now it's now it's good but it's still nonsense uh the gameplay is pretty fun i set it to the easiest mode because i didn't want it to be extremely difficult i just wanted to have a good time the visuals uh are very 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 playstation 3 which is very strange for a PlayStation 5 game that I'm playing. The character models are nice, but they were on a boat at one point, and I think there were like two textures maybe total in the whole scene. <laughs> uh, not, not to reiterate the Byleth thing, but there was a character with very strange 
endowments, Portions? shall we say? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, horny. It was just... <laughs> we <laughs> it was just weird. No. <laughs> like, the character design just... They, it looked like they were just distracted gonna, when they made it. We're going to lose our sponsorship, literally. We did... This has been... <laughs> First episode after we got it. Sorry, guys. Um... Uh and it's just not real. It's not a real game. So if you're interested in playing Strangers <laughs> of Paradise, I'm sorry, it's it's not real. It opens with Frank Sinatra, and I was just like, this is not real. What's the character's name? The big booby character. Oh, I don't remember. The princess or something? I'm sure that's not her name. Oh, Princess Sarah? Yeah. She's voiced by voiced by Makoto from... Uh... She's voiced... <laughs> Stop. I played Strangers <laughs> of Paradise last week. I am tired. Anyway, it's uh it's it's good. I'll probably come back to it. I'm gonna come back to it and talk about it more, so look forward to hearing more about that. Something I played a lot more of that this uh huh, huh, yeah. Huh. I agree. Something I played a lot more of this week is Ghostwire Tokyo, a PlayStation 5 and PC exclusive. I played a good few hours, so here are some of my impressions. The visuals are absolutely incredible. The world looks just photorealistic at times. There's some really beautiful reflections all over the place. There's really nice ray tracing. The lighting is top of the line. Um, the animations are really, really nice. There's a lot of style in this game. The style is super distinct and top of the line the monster designs are super fantastic and i love looking at them it just feels very organic which is ironic because the whole world is dead all of the <laughs> villain all the enemies are ghosts and there's no living things besides a couple dogs and cats which you can pet and read the minds of that's all the extreme praise out of the way but the game is far from perfect the gameplay is kind of sluggish in a weird way especially in the controls department. Once you do some finicking with the the sliders in the gameplay settings, it can get better. There's some really bad acceleration on your camera movements. So definitely play with that because it, it feels awful at first because it feels like, oh, you start by not moving at all when you touch the right stick and then all of a sudden you're moving at a million miles per hour. So you definitely want to mess with those 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 sliders and see what a comfortable spot is for you. I found one that's still, I found the one that's comfortable, but it's still a weird feeling game. Once you're entrenched, it's, you kind of forget. But if you step away and come back, it kind of, there's this like, this learning curve you have to do every time you play. Uh, the story is somewhat intriguing. Uh, it's not the most well-written and there's really not a whole lot going on uh, to think about. However, it's intriguing enough to keep me going forward. I've done a couple little side activities, and I found them kind of drab. I wasn't super invested, and I think the side stories were a little... They were nothing super good. So the, the main story is what's going to keep me coming back. And you can expect a full review of this game soon. I am planning to continue to play it. To I'm going to play it till completion. So I will definitely have a full review, hopefully in the next couple weeks here you can look forward to that and then there's one other game i played this week one other game i got and finished a brand new release 
from Traveler's Tales, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. If you like old Lego Star Wars games and you're looking for a nice nostalgia shot in your arm, this is it. Because I know from personal experience, I used to love those Lego Star Wars games. And then recently I was like, I'm going to play them. And I tried playing them. And uh, they've aged like a fine glass of milk in the sun. Oof. Uh, they're not they're not wonderful. Uh, but this one is kind of like taking the heart of those games and updating it with a lot of modern uh, video game expectations. Uh, I really have enjoyed the game. I really had a great time. I ended up finishing the game shortly before this podcast recording. I think the combat is incredibly simple to a fault for some people. Uh, for me, it was okay because this was a very zone out game. Like I just mashed square and X during combat and my character would flail around like wild and I would beat every boss. And that's okay. You know, I had fun doing that. The visuals are really nice. The Legos are very reflective. They look like little pieces of plastic, which is quite impressive. The animations are really solid. Uh, this game has Kylo Ren from Star Wars Episodes 7, 8, and 9, as one might expect. Uh, and they have a lot of references to a certain meme from Star Wars Episode 8, where he is a very big boy. A certain shirtless, very large boy. I just need to... I know it's like a mild spoiler, but Kelly... You said when we talked about this game last, you're like, I just hope it has really buff Kylo Ren. Wow. It does. It makes that is a lot so of, special for me. It makes a lot of buff Kylo Ren jokes, like a lot. Like, Did they? Like a oh, lot. they don't talk. They don't talk in this. No, they do. The, like, oh, do they? It's fully voiced now. Uh, that actually brings me to my next point. Uh, there is voice acting throughout this game. Some of the voice actors are very close to the originals. Because the vast, vast majority of the voice actors are not the originals. I believe the only two to return are Anthony Daniels as C-3PO and Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. Billy D. Williams kind of, kind of phones it in, but, but C-3PO is 100% on point. But a lot of the impersonators are pretty close. Some of them were like very convincing, honestly. Um, especially with like Obi-Wan, I found J James Arnold Taylor does the voice of Obi-Wan in these. And I thought for a bit that it was actually Ewan McGregor, which is cool. Uh, and then some of the impersonators are just terrible, just terrible. Kylo Ren is one of them. Uh, it's not like the worst voice acting in the world. It's just so, so not that character's voice that it's distracting at times. Yeah. But he is very wide. Well, that's really all that matters for his character. The music is exceptional. That's not really saying much since they kind of get to ride the Star Wars music train and just take the music from the movies. And they did it well. The sound effects are fantastic because it is, again, just Star Wars sound effects. There is so much side content in this game that if you are a hardcore fan and you're looking forward to playing this game a lot, you will have so much to play. So... Look forward to that. Congratulations. Uh, but if you're just looking for main story content, skipping the side stuff does not detract. Uh, that's how I played through the game, and I feel I got a very full experience. 
the game is very easy, so not leveling up your character is not going to detract or make the game more difficult or something. Uh, this feels like a really nice way to re-experience the movies if you're a fan or maybe you're like a light fan who doesn't really want to rewatch all the movies but wants to experience them in some way. This is a cool way to do it. Uh, if there are some movies that you aren't particularly fond of in the series, I feel like this is the best way to experience them. I think the prequel trilogies were always meant to be Lego movies, is what I have determined. <laughs> because as Lego products, I really like them. I like Star Wars Episode One and Two when they are Lego. Um, yeah. But if you do hate the the direction of the series at, out of principle, this isn't going to fix that. I personally, I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble with any of our fans, but I personally really, really, really strongly dislike episode nine because episode eight is by a very wide margin my favorite movie and nine just kind of steps on the toes of eight. The yes. Lego version did not fix that. <laughs> it is yeah. the exact same plot. So I think the prequels are flawed but fun movies that are even better as lego games whereas episode nine is not fixed by being lego yeah i there's only so much that they can do but like jar jar is freaking awesome as a lego that's how much <laughs> they were able to do in those movies yeah i feel i feel i i mirror your feelings about i i love episode eight it's my second favorite star wars movie and Episode nine really just sort of takes everything good about it and makes it bad again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's, I mean, I guess I wasn't really expecting much in way of like, make it better because they're probably, they don't have a lot of, I don't, I'm sure they, they don't, don't have, have a lot of creative. flexibility. As far as plot points, they don't have any creative freedom. They just make joke versions of plot points, but they're still the same plot points. Right. Gosh. I could think of so many things I hate about episode nine. I wish I could just list them all out. Just play episodes one through eight in Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. I think I'll probably play episodes four through eight. I recommend trying the prequels because they're Maybe cute. I would do three. I like Revenge you of Can't. Uh... Sorry, that came out really abrupt. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you have to. When you open the game, the only ones available to you are one, four, and seven. So you can oh. play whatever trilogies you want, but you have to play the trilogies in order. Oh, I uh, see. But this game's really nothing incredible. There's nothing particularly impressive or groundbreaking about it. However, it is very, very easy to shut my brain off and enjoy the dumb comedy and the very simple gameplay. If you're a fan of old Lego games, this is a great way to get back into it. Uh, if you're a fan of Star Wars, this is a fun, mindless way to experience those stories. There's a lot of good jokes. There's a lot of dumb jokes, but hey, that's how it goes in these things. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like it, especially when I started. I was kind of not feeling the vibe. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the story. And then all of a sudden, it just became this flow of fun goofiness. Uh, I did have some bugs, so be ready for those. Most of them were very mild, just weird little like camera in the wall glitches and like unexpected character movements i did have one severe game breaking bug in the final boss battle every a, a bunch of textures started like expanding to the size of the screen oh no and i was like huh 
I guess I'll just keep playing and it'll probably go away when the cutscene starts. And then the final cutscene started because I played episode six last and the uh, it was it was the scene with Darth Vader and Luke at the very end of the movie. And it was just a bunch of gray boxes spinning in circles. And I was like, I don't think this is how this was intended to go. And then it froze right near the end. Like I just watched the whole cutscene broken and then it froze near the end and then it crashed. And I was like, uh oh. And then I reopened it and I was like, you have to replay that mission. So what that was that heck? was frustrating. Because I was like, I want to be done. I've just finished the game. But I, alas, that did not bring the product down. It was just my last little experience with the game. Jeez. I would like to give a public service announcement now. If you like playing video games, which I assume you do, listening to this show, and you perhaps don't want to spend the money to play every new release, which I assume you do, because... Games are expensive and there's a lot of new releases. You should go check out your local library. I personally was shocked because I was like, oh, library, that's where you get books. That's where you get books if you're a nerd. Books are good too. You should read books. Anyway, I didn't think they'd have video games. And then I was at my local library for the first time a couple months ago. And much to my surprise, I saw a video game section and thought, huh, it's probably just going to be some like Wii games or something, you know. But nope, they had a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 5 section. I Every game that I listed, Lego Star Wars, Ghostwire Tokyo, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Triangle Strategy, and the uh, other one that is totally not a real game, <laughs> I got from my local library. That is, you know, $300 worth of brand new games that I wouldn't have been able to play for this podcast because that's a lot of money. That's a lot, a lot of money. And what if I didn't like them, you know? So I just highly recommend if you are on a budget, you're gaming on a budget, and there's something you want to try, why get a demo when you could potentially go to your library, support your local library, and at the same time, get to play some cool games for a very reasonable price of $0. You could be balling on a budget. Whoosh, indeed. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Talking Games. With Kelly and Andrew, I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. Thank you Jason. for listening. Mr. Momoa, do you want to say anything? Bye. Oh, bye, Jason. That sounded exactly like your Tom Holland impression. No, it didn't. Deep... Okay. Tom Holland is British. That wasn't... You didn't say British? No. You sounded British. Wait, let me get Jason back here. Okay, Jason. 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 Sean. Sean. Okay, sorry. Sean Levy? Oh. 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 I didn't get it. All right, do you want to do your Jason Mom- or do you want Jason Momoa to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for having me on. It was a hoot. Bye. I don't know why oh, you put Oh, thanks, your- Jason. I don't know why Jason Momoa put his hands around the microphone like that would change his voice at all. He just uh he was he's just so big, you know. <laughs> so he just has to touch everything.
Yeah. Uh, thanks again to all of our listeners. Thanks again to Century for co-sponsoring this episode. Thanks again to the local library in my neighborhood for making this show better by providing me large quantities of video games. Thanks to the ice cream that I ate last night that was very delicious. Thanks to the sun for coming out today after a really snowy start to the day. Thanks to my car for getting me to work and back successfully. Thanks to... Uh... Uh... Square Enix for not making that game. Thank you to Jason Momoa. Oh, I forgot our guest. Thank you to Kelly for bringing Jason Momoa. Thank you to the listener. Bye!